do you know who you are? No, really, who are you? Let me ask you a question. What if you were living your life, but you were officially listed by the government as an unidentified living person, like a John Doe or a Jane Doe? How do you share your story if you don't know who you are? Let's find out. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of What's My Story, the, the, sto the show where we talk about how I got from there to here. My goodness, because that's a journey sometimes, isn't it? My name is Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and if you want to get in touch with me, do me a favor, text me, 410-936-4049. You want to find out a little bit more about the show. You want to find out what we're up to. You want to find out how you can tell your story and how you can create greater visibility for yourself and your business through your story, do your man a favor. Text me 410-936-4049 so that you know when we are going to go live, when we share tips, tricks, and tutorials. You can also join us in the Storytellers Growth Lab by heading on over to storytellersgrowthlab.com. Now, every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m., if you need a boost, haha, if you need a get up and go, we've got this show called Monday Morning Get Up, where we spend about 15 minutes of motivation and inspiration inspiring you, pushing you to get out the door and make it happen today with your life, with your story, with your journey. Join us on Monday mornings for the Monday morning get up at 8.30 a.m. Lastly, lastly, I want to make sure that as we come down the, the, the road here, as we come down the pike to the close of 2021, that you're ready for 2022. I don't know if you're ready to do more than before. If you're ready to do more in 2022, do me a favor right here, down here, there's a little QR code. If you are online, if you're visibly watching and you want to get some, 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 what was the word I'm looking for? If you want to make sure that you're ready, <laughs> that you're ready to rock and roll in 2022, go ahead and snap that QR code and head on over to morein2022.com so that you can get enrolled for our 90-minute session where we'll walk you through how to use your story to really set your foundation and get your direction right for 2022. You'll walk away with a customized plan, and we guarantee you it's going to be a valuable and amazing experience for you. Now, today, as we do every episode, we've got these amazing people and even more amazing stories that they've been able to create and navigate. Today, our guest is S. Monique Smith, and she is a real estate investor. She is a ooh, the leader of, a, she runs a $30 million minority-owned business. That's a lot of money. <laughs> she's been featured on HBO's Black and Missing. She's known for her work with the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. She is the executive director of the documentary, The Longest Living Jane Doe. And she's the author, the award-winning author of I Am the Ancestor. Before I die, I must share my story. S. Monique Smith. Ooh, welcome to the show. What's your story? Hey, oh my goodness. How are you? Thank you so much. You have an amazing platform. So I'm so honored to even 
be, have a moment to spotlight what my story is. Um, yeah. it's, it's been a trying time. Um, just trying to check out my identity. A lot of people struggle with identity. Mm -hmm. So mine is totally separate, but you all can relate. We're trying to identify who you are and who you're yeah. becoming. I love your name, Robert Kennedy the third. That means yep. one, two, three generations. And I discovered early on that I am not even S. Monique Smith. Wow. That's why I'm actually known as Monique. And I discovered that so early on because of all the setbacks, trials and tribulations that I was experiencing that I'm watching my colleagues and friends all kind of soaring into their visions and dreams and I'm limited. I'm limited. Yeah. And I, I couldn't figure out why, you know, and when I was constantly approaching the individuals who I was around or raised around, I was just always, you know, met with just abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse um, about who I was. And it took until I was the assumed age of 28 or 29. And I put my foot down. I was like, why am I, why am I compromising? I yeah. get an opportunity to be able to design the life that I would like to live. So I had to actually identify what I needed to do and apply myself. So let's let pause for back. a second because because you just mentioned something that like right at the beginning, I mean, you literally dove right into this story. And I think there's some people that are not sure what you meant when you said the assumed age of, of 28. What, what does that even mean? So let's back up a second yeah. to this whole idea of not knowing who you are. So tell us a little bit about you. You grew up, you had, you had a childhood around people that you presumed were your parents or, or your family. So what happens to yeah, absolutely make the difference here? Go ahead. Well, tell us a little bit about your, your yeah, yeah, the difference ahead. came in when you're familiar with when you were in high school and everyone's mm -hmm. going for driving school, driving lessons. So when you graduate, you know, you can start out you know, with your first level program. And I would go home and say, oh my gosh, I need a copy of my birth certificate. I need, you know, some kind of documentation so I could participate. And I was, again, met with this harsh conversation, this brutal conversation, and I kind of like let it go. And it happened again when it came to the armed forces. You know, I said, oh, you know, they're coming in, you get a list, you go through the program. And I rush home and I'm all excited. All of my peers, my peers, they're joining, they're listening. Where's my birth certificate? Where's my birthday? Again, met with abuse punishment, torture, you name it. So I started at that age, 16, 17, letting it go, letting it go. And I'm thinking to myself later on, oh my God, I'm an adult, <laughs> right. you know? So I'm assuming calculating the days that I was in school. I mean, I'm sorry, the years that I was in school, I could be at the assumed age of 28 when I said, let me call the municipals and find out how I could get a copy of the documentation filled out. How could I get a copy of my social security card? You know, so anything that would have created something of my being, I wanted to put my hands on. And when wow. I got it, lo and behold, they had different years, different names, different date of birth, different places. My world just spun around in front of me. I was losing everything right before my eyes. Wow. Wow. I don't think people really understand this because I, I, I remember being given my birth certificate and my social security. I mean, I'm filling out applications for college. I'm doing all these different things. And this is just kind of a, a, maybe an assumed part of, you know, the, the, the progression of life. And you yeah. didn't have that experience. It was a traumatic one for you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. how do you, after the driver's license time, after you, you know, are maybe past the age of, of assumed 21, how do you function 
going into a world where you've got to maybe now get jobs and you know how, how do you how do you navigate that world how did you do that listen i have been t flying under the radar for many years i, I kind of mm. joke and say you know identity theft is just new to you guys i had to create an identity just to exist as a mother you know just to exist working at you know one of the leading healthcare providers across known across this country so i'm waiting every single day of my life in fear that someone's going to walk up to me and say you know i need proof of who you are we need to run a background check on you we need some updated information i could never produce that i even had to get rid of hear me out two six hundred thousand dollar life insurance policies why you do not get a death certificate without a birth certificate wow exactly wow. couldn't wow. leave the country i've never left the country like you said everyone else went to college i feared going to college not to further my education but most of the things i wanted required documentation in order for you to do things and it kind of hindered some of my abilities but i had to quickly shift and figure out what could i do in place of to create a living for my children for the things that i couldn't do wow so you just said uh, a, a magic word there you said living for your children so this has got to be a challenge where you're you're in this place where you don't know fully who yeah. you are and now you've got these other beings that are like mommy who am i and and who are you so you're trying to transmit history that not. you're not even clear on or maybe not doesn't exist in 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 your case so yeah. you know how, how how do you how does how challenging was it especially as your children begin to come of age it where was, they start asking questions so it has been it, it is it was very challenging because at the mm -hmm. end of the day i couldn't even prove on paper that my children belonged to me because i had wow. falsified their birth certificate unbeknownst to me every time i signed the fake name that was presented so it was a struggle. It was a time that my son had to leave the country and I couldn't even get him a passport because I couldn't prove that I was his mother. Although his dad, don't get me wrong, but me as a mom could yeah. not verify that I was who I was just to be able to be a mother to my children. So here it is, I'm trying to create a legacy with no lineage. I'm, I, I can't say that we have your great, great, great grandmother that worked in a White House. We have land in Texas. Oh, baby, you got good hair because you have Cherokee Indian. You that was absolutely nothing. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you're going through <laughs> this. Um, I'll just kind of call it ghost life. I don't know exactly. what else to call it. So you, you're, you're living this ghost life at this point. And you've got children, you've experienced those types of things. And, and you're a man, you're a full grown adult with bills, right? <laughs> adulting, <laughs> big, big adulting. Yeah, right. So what um, now triggers you to really begin to do the search? Because, yeah, I mean, so you've been kind of living at a certain yeah. level all this time and maybe just accepting the, the lies that had been told to you. Right. But yeah. now you decide something happens that causes you to say, you know what? No more of this. I'm going to I'm going to really dig deeper. Tell us about that. Yeah. The um, the, I always wanted to be a mom. If for some reason, when I was younger, I never really you know, wanted to pursue the dream of being an attorney or a physician, just motherhood. I celebrate motherhood every single day. And again, that was like the pilot that kept I kept reuniting to say, how do I prove to these children? 
the love that I have for them is way more deeper, not just on paper, but in order for me to build a financial portfolio, to build a legacy, to build a real estate business, I had to get a firm grip on what was going on. And I basically had to knock on John Walsh's door at the National Center. And so it was a shock to all of them. They, mm -hmm. It took me two years with large organizations for them, for them to, for it to register. I am the missing kid from the milk cart that you guys are looking for. Like wow. it, it just, right. It just, people just assume. So my message is always have been all missing children are dead. We're out here. You just assumed after 10, 20, 30 years that no new clues have come through that we're oh they must be dead you know must be you know something must have happened maybe they're in a foreign country you know maybe they've been trafficked in other we're here we didn't know that these things happened to us so that was my biggest challenge is walking into the places who are supposed to help missing trafficked and identified people at such an adult age and say no I'm, I'm that little missing little kid that you said a baby that went missing at one years old i just don't know who and where there's a family somewhere in the world holding up a photo or picture saying this child is my child she's missing i need help wow wow so you are at this place where you essentially have this this life that you're 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 not really clear on right and now you're in this position where you are running a 30 million dollar business and and a lot of times when we think about ceos or we thinking about we think about business owners who are at the top of the game we think about you know these people who kind of have it all together right yeah but you're disproving that like vigorously. So I want to ask you a little bit about what enabled you to, in spite of these challenges, move yourself to a place where you're able to run a super successful business in the real estate industry, in the construction industry. But before you do that, let's, let's take a quick break. Hey, do you need time to focus on the income generating activities that grow your business? If so, My Office Professionals is the only agency you should consider. As an Optimum Business Support Agency, we provide virtual administrative support, online group coaching, technology training, graphic design and web design services through our vendor partnerships. We also help you build relationships using send-out cards, and we offer smart, simple legal coverage through Legal Shield. Contact My Office Professionals today and start growing your business tomorrow. Visit www.myofficeprofessionals.com. If you've got a business and you need help, if you've got just two arms and you need more, maybe it's time for you to check out myofficeprofessionals.com. Teresa Robertson and her team, they are fantastic. They're amazing. They're personal friends of mine, and I know that they will do amazing work for you and your business. Go check out myofficeprofessionals.com. Let's jump back into this story with S. Monique Smith. My goodness. So you are a company owner. You are a CEO. You're a president. You are an executive. You are a boss. B-A-W-S-E. You're working a $30 million business, and yet you are still... I, I, I want to make this clear for people. Sometimes you you we happen upon people or we share stories of people that have come through something and have they've they've gone through the hero's journey and the miracle happened to them and we're like yay that's a great story 
you're still in process. You have not uh, found the answers that you set out in search of. So how do you function or how do you create this business where you're not only able to be able to, to build and invest in a way that that helps other people, but you also have this other stuff that with the, the Center for Missing and Exploited Children that that you do. How do you handle success or how do you handle these things even with the void that you still are experiencing? We all have something that's in our core that we want to do, accomplish, mm -hmm. you know, and to me, it, I was always faced with some type of issue or problem. And I just had to figure out how to get around it. I had to tap into my own resiliency. So a lot of people, they struggle with that. You know, how did you do it? How did you do it? It was low, it was small steps, baby steps. And I can tell you the very first opportunity I got, all I needed was employment. I didn't have any children back then, employment opportunity, just a regular paycheck. And I was going door after door after door, constantly getting rejected because I never had a birth certificate. So every application you fill it out, the actual identification had absolutely nothing. And ironically, one day a temping agency called me and said, hey, we need you to go in. we got to get this done. I know I didn't give any paperwork, but I immediately got to that place. I got to that office. It was in the dungeon. It was in the mail room. I was in it for like 30 days. And I could see people with these fancy cars, these big old, you know, designer suits. And I'm just going down to the basement. And I'm look, I was a rubber band man first. He may have the song from Staples, but it was me. OK, I kind of converted <laughs> that whole mail room piece into the joy of my being. I had a job. They didn't know about my fake identity. They didn't know that I didn't even know my identity. I just kept on working. And then I said, you know what? I want to work upstairs. And I kept putting in my bed, rejected, putting in my bed, rejected. Until one day this lady came downstairs. And I'm just hearing her footsteps. I'm like, okay, another bail of mail. Okay. <laughs> Let me prepare myself, you know, and I'm ready. And she says, I need to see you upstairs. And then the second level of panic sets in. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I've been found out again. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my place. And sure enough, she offered me the job. Didn't ask for anything. They started me right away. You hear me? I went from wow. homelessness to actually just having a home, you know, going from the bus to having a vehicle, you know, taking my savings and started investing it. So each time something happened, small amounts, I was and just basically just reinvesting in myself until it built on that. And it was just, it was a struggle because mentally I had to keep my mental health together. I would yeah. walk into the bank and try to do a transaction, just say, wait for someone to say, you know, well, man, we need your ID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you have to face your fears. You have to do it scared, you know, and you have to see what's important to you. I, before I had children was so important for me. My why was me. Wow. My first why was me. That's why my book is entitled, I am the ancestor. Before mm -hmm. I die, I must share my story. And it helped thousands of people so far. Yeah, that is, that is, I, I think, my goodness, it's, it's something that is so different for all of us because you're living in fear of being found out when you haven't committed a crime. It, it, you, it's not something that you did. It's that somebody did something to you Exactly. And yet you're the one that's living in fear of being found out. I mean, whatever they was projected onto you. And so I, I guess the question that comes to mind for me is there's a governmental aspect to this. The government is asking you for identity. 
right? So how does the government then help you find identity in, in a space where you're not able to do it on your own? What were some of the things that the, that, or maybe even the challenges that you had with dealing with trying to get that information through government means? Oh, I was victim shamed. I was told that, um, oh, well, maybe you're an illegal immigrant trying to obtain identity or just basically you, you've been released from prison and you're trying to pursue, you know, under another known, uh, another name. So it was, it was just really that challenging. And I stand, I mean, I sit here and I stand in front of you still without a birth certificate. So it's so odd that the people who you, you feel that they're failing you and it's the same system that allowed you to navigate with the fake information that you had from the beginning. So all I'm trying to do is acquire that one piece. And it's just still been a struggle because who am I? on paper wow. wow yeah wow wow so 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 now <laughs> you've got now you've got this this big business this this business that you are operating and you are running and and i think one of the things that's really interesting here is while living in fear you're at this place now where you're like out front hey y'all i don't have no birth certificate <laughs> you're just kind of like listen i'm just I'm just going to live out loud at this right. point. Right. <laughs> so I, are there any challenges now that come oh, with yeah. you living out loud in that way? What, what is, what is one of the bigger challenges that you have to um, navigate now as a business? Well, all, yeah. well all, not as a business owner. Um, I've strategically put um, all of my properties inside my children's names. Um, the business is, is now a partner to make sure that it's fully you know, secure and it's safe. Um, so it, it's, again, you have to identify where your problems are and apply yourself really strategically. Yeah. Um, I just refuse to have a fake name put on my tombstone. I just wanted to say he lies, you know, mother of four amazing children, a child of God, and yeah. keep pursuing, you know, what my real identity is. I'm grateful yeah. that God has given me a chance to survive, but it's, it has been, um, it has been a struggle. I've been very blessed. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about the name for a second. Your your website <laughs> is knownasmonique.com and you have we before the show we talked about the the S as a, yeah. as something that was given to you but you found out wasn't wasn't real. So yeah. tell us about the whole Monique where that you know <laughs> did you adopt that? Did you say, "You know what? I'm just going to take this on myself and this is who I want to be known as." How how did that come about? Okay, so you guys have definitely got to get the book. I am the ancestor before I die. I'm going to share my story. It has the yeah. juicy, juicy details. And it's a beautiful outline of what happened and how many. There are over 800,000 people that go missing every single year. A large percentage, over 40% are African Americans. And it is just so bizarre that that is a name that was one of the fake names. It was just the, the consistency of using it. But the documentation has several different names. It was just the, the latter of the one. So the Monique kind of, it kind of fit me other than the first Simbali, Sabuli, Zimbabwe. I don't, I don't even know how it's pronounced, but the Monique was just one that I kind of stuck with. And Smith is not my name as well. So my name is not S, it is not Monique, it is not Smith. And that's why my initiative known as Monique Initiative is short for known as Monique, because I love the identity that I've been able to create regardless of the circumstances that I had to endure. Wow. So w tell me a little bit about your, so you've got kids, 
And I mean, for me, one of the things, whether I loved it or hated it, was, you know, we, we went to grandma's house at some point and and we've got this story. We got these stories that we that we walk through, you know, my grandfather's funeral a couple of years ago. And yeah. and, and we hear these things. We get together at Thanksgiving. What are some of the things that you've been able to download into your kids because of this unique experience that you've learned? Oh, the amazing, you know, be yourself, dream big. We do family night. Like my oldest child is 31. So every Wednesday night we do family night. It could be the movies. It could be cooking cookies. It could be baking cookies or, you know, just spending quality time together. So we have basically created our core values with who we are and what we find, you know, around us that we enjoy. So, you know, each one of my kids have discovered something in them. And then I nurture that. We all nurture each other and what we like to do in life. Um, I don't harp on um, what happened to me in the past in the family that happened, you know, that was a part of this um, in the past, because if I did, it would cause me to have this burden on my spirit. I do not wish to use that wasted energy but once you escape from something and get away and you find that next level, you kind of stay there. My son is so upset with me because he says um, he did. He was doing something. And he goes, stop raising the bar. You, you told us to come here and I'm here. Did you keep raising the bar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah. this I, I just really want to have you wrap the show here with just a word of wisdom for people who you know, may not necessarily be in a situation where they don't know who they are uh, biologically, but maybe they don't know who they are mentally. And it keeps them from progressing forward. It keeps them from moving into a space where they can really live out their potential and, and own who they were meant to be. So what what word or what advice do you have when you deal with people on resilience and when you deal with people on really owning who they are? You know, I'm the ancestor and my 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 hope is for anyone, you know, the Salvation Army has indicated they've been around since the early 1800s um, that I'm the longest living Jane Doe. If I could do it dead, if I could do it with no documentation, if I've been able to be this great with this much going on, you can too. It's the it's one of the biggest rewards that you could actually, you know, have is that you're claiming your your ancestry you're created live the life that you want the story told that's that's what you want you know live the life of the story that you want what is your story i'm living the life of the story that i want told love it love it monique this has been fantastic i've got david kennedy uh saying this is thank you for you and the guest speaker this is awesome i think that as people hear this it resonates with them that even in their own personal search there are other people who have something else that they've got to struggle with that that not not that it minimizes your challenge, but yeah. it, it allows you to recognize that there is a way forward. I love yeah. it. I love it. Stay in the green room for just a couple of moments here and we'll wrap this thing up. I don't know if you got that. I don't know if you've got the full magnitude of what was just shared. Sometimes you may feel like you're not sure of where you are or what the way is forward. Sometimes you may not even be clear on who you are. Sometimes you feel like you don't know why you're here or what your purpose is. But as Monique says, listen, all of that stuff that's behind you, it doesn't really determine 
who you are going forward because your story can start today. Your story starts with where you are right now and you get to determine, you get to create the story and the legacy that you leave the world with. Listen, I want to invite you to the next episode of the What's My Story podcast. We go live every Thursday, every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and our audio show goes live on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Head on over to What's My Story podcast dot live for the audio version of this and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.